we're on. We're back. Asia Tech Podcast is back at level three. Graham Brown here, joined by a familiar face over the table, Adam Lyle. Welcome back. Thank you, Graham. Nice to see you. Thanks for your hospitality. Welcoming us back to level three. This is what, number four? Number four in the series, yeah. Yeah. So we've had a good chat up until now, talking about corporate innovation. So it makes sense now that we bridge that conversation into the world of Microsoft, because we're joined here by Emily Rich and Emmy Singh from Microsoft for Startups. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming. You are both based in Australia. Mm -hmm. You're here for a flying visit. Mm -hmm. Everything going all right? You've adjusted? Yeah, definitely. Not much jet lag, really, is there? Well, there's. Yeah, someone asked me yesterday, "How's your jet lag?" And I was like, "It's two hours." Two hours. <laughs> there well, is if no you, you finely tuned, it can you know, affect you. So you're here for a few days. You're checking out Singapore, the startup ecosystem here. You've mm-hmm. just done an event here at Level Three. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about the event first. Yeah, so the event is uh, really geared towards the startup ecosystem, um, anywhere from sort of that pre-seed, seed, Series A stage um, type of companies. And we're really, um, yeah, it's about informing them around our programs and how Microsoft helps. And um, and then Emmy's do has done a um, part on go-to-market and value proposition mm-hmm. for the startups in the audience. So you're dealing with early stage startups? We deal with both. Um, so we have two programs. So we have Microsoft for Startups, which is our earlier stage program. Uh, and that's really for seed stage startups. And then, um, they, that has a whole lot of benefits with it. And then our scale up program, which is our series A plus, we deal with a lot of series A, series B, um, mm. stage companies in that program. And it's just different things that you're getting at different stages and different value that can be provided to you because you're not going to need the same thing at different phases. Yeah, Great. So you're generally dealing with startups who pre-traction, they're just kind of finding their first stages of growth. They maybe haven't got, they've just got their seed funding. Mm -hmm. They've discovered their business model at very early stages in the development, in the actual earlier stages of your program. Sure. So, To really work with those kind of teams, you must have a real good understanding of the kind of challenges they face because, you know, when they come to you, they don't really look like a corporation or a company Mm. per se, right? They maybe, you know, work out of co-working spaces or they haven't really worked out what their product market fit is yet. So I'm I'm kind of angling it towards the conversation about your background because you are of that world. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your startup. Odyssey, if you like. Yeah, sure. I've, uh, so yeah, I've been, uh, what is it, seven, seven years now in, in the startup world. Um, and that's been, that's sort of encompassed running my own company and now, um, coming into Microsoft and I also have a VC fund as well. So, um, in terms of my own company, I, um, sold that in 2017. And that was an artificial intelligence startup. And so, yeah, it's basically um, the everyone that's in my position, so the managing director position for whatever region it is for startups uh, in Microsoft has a background as a mm. founder, entrepreneur um, to, uh, to be able to bro- provide that insider knowledge. So um, it's not just fully corporate <laughs> but what do you know that somebody who spent 20 years inside a bank doesn't know oh. <laughs> about startups 
Because um, the, the lived really experience, the, right. li- the lived experience, the the struggle, the you know, not having enough money to yeah. eat, you know, it's like really crazy stuff that you don't you don't have in a corporate job, and mm. you don't have the same. Um, and and I guess the you understand the passion as well behind it. You know, people don't put them through themselves so that. Through them, through that for nothing. Yeah. So you really have to be passionate about something uh, to go through that journey. And I think with the lived experience, and you see people in positions that have gone into corporates and are doing corporate innovation with lived experience, it works really well. And that's you know part of the reason our programs work so well as well. Mm. Is that yeah? You understand them. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Lived I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, this is so important, isn't it? That I mean. Now we're seeing, especially here in Singapore, where there are many headquarters of MNCs, a lot of people understand that they don't have to be startups themselves, but they need to sort of bring that startup way into their, you know, their ivory tower, traditionally was an ivory tower, if you like. And yet, you know, there are many stories of people trying to do that and not being successful because they don't have that sort of mindset of risk. You know, like you say, you've mm. experienced what it's like not to know where the next paycheck's coming from. Yeah, if you're in a corporation, that's not real. And you can't really sort of simulate that either to get people thinking like startups. So, I mean, you, you deal a lot with corporations as well and who are trying to move into this space and understand the startup mindset. What would you think some of the main challenges are? Uh, for the corporation developing the mindset or yeah internally well well, well the challenge is uh, j- just uh, re- relating to the situation as Emily says if you haven't been there you don't actually understand what it's like to borrow on your credit card to uh, pay salaries or having to front your staff and saying actually we can't pay salaries next week cash flow is not something that they do but you know they're just fundamental differences so you, you can't bang on about that for too long I think what's important is also this total focus on risk can you know misdirect people I, I think it's it's about experimentation mm. and that's that's what the large corporate is trying to do they don't necessarily want to behave like startups necessarily what they want to do is some of the activities that they do is rapid experimentation how can we test ideas and yes some of them won't work out but you know this is a bit of my soapbox that it's not saying fail fast fail fast all that kind of stuff because that's i think sends the wrong message it's learn fast experiment mm. learn iterate, uh, keep doing that. And it takes time to do that, but providing tools. And this is where Microsoft can come in and sort of with their you know, great experience, they're used to selling into corporates. And so they can work with startups and say, you know, this is how you do it. And so they've been selling technical solutions to the corporations that the startups want to get to. They know how to do it. So they're providing not only with someone like Emily, who's been there, but Microsoft as a corporation has the go-to market and the understanding how to get sell into these corporations. I think that's why it's such a wonderful combination. Yeah. What do you you feel startups get from that relationship when they I mean, obviously with Microsoft, but with corporates generally, what's the benefit? Because let's play devil's advocate here. I'm a startup, you know, I don't have six months to A, find the right department to go into. So there's that point. If I go through the wrong door of a startup, that's me done. You know, I could spend a life trying to get out of the rabbit hole, right? That's that part. And then the secondly, you know, I I like everything made decision-wise today. Yet my sort of like 
prejudice about a startup, um, sorry, a startup prejudice about a corporate is that it takes three months to go through the committee, right? There's those sort of disconnects in world. So why, why should startups then consider going into corporates and actually into that world? You know, what sort of, what are the benefits for a startup? Well, obviously, if they're getting in uh, to bed with a major company, there's the opportunity to scale up. And after all, that's um, what they'll want on many occasions. Other times, it might be going out to the general market. It doesn't have to be all MNCs. They might be going to consumers, of course. And so it's a different situation. But the beauty, say, where we are at level three, uh, startups here that are working with Unilever. Uh, Unilever Foundry has actually developed a process to make it easier for those startups to onboard, which is really important because you're mm. absolutely right what you said about the rabbit warrant you could be waiting for three months for a procurement to you know put you online whereas uh, the startup uh, the MNCs that are ready to partner with startups have the processes in place the right people who are there you know people like Emily and the team and Emmy to sort of make things happen uh, fast and so then you can uh, benefit but at the same time the message to startups is you still have to be patient as good as the MNCs are and ready to go they have certain compliance and governance. It just is, and that's what makes them great because they do things really well. So you just have to, you know, sometimes suck it up, but yeah. uh, but look for the right people in the organisation. All right, great. So let's talk about Microsoft for startups and how you actually work with startups. Mm-hmm. You know, what what do you do? I mean, with a startup, how do you help them? Obviously, you've got your vested interest in selling Azure and your, your services to them. But how does it actually work? I mean, what do you offer above and beyond that? Yeah, so there's there's really two components to to any one of our offers for startups. There's the technical side and then there's the business side. So uh, I know we've already sort of touched on go-to-market and that's, that's a big effort for us. Um, we do that in a few ways. That can happen differently for every person. But um, on the technical side, we'll help with architecture. We have Azure engineers who do consults to, re, you know, anything from re-architecting a system all the way through to, uh, you know, if you just want to implement a new cognitive service and you have no idea how the best – what's the best way of doing that if you don't know the platform as well as the Azure engineers do? So we will come in and provide that sort of support. That's really important. We find that – a lot of our startups utilize that. Um, the ones that do, um, that, that, that don't generally utilize that have um, DevOps in internally in their team. So they mm. don't need it as much. But we do find that the technical support that we can bring is a huge piece, um, as well as obviously Azure, as you mentioned, and in terms of credits and being able to get onto a cloud without prohibitive costs. And then on the business side, you've got, these sorts of different efforts that we can do depending on what what you're focused on and what your startup's focused on. So all of our startups get assigned um, a partner development manager and they will work with you to look at your journey and what does that actually look like. So mm. it's a handheld experience and it's like that because we see our startups as our newest partners, right? So we want them to be around for a long time. And so their success, our success, you know, similarly in the same way. So if we can assist them and they're part of our portfolio, great. Then mm. There's someone there to do that. So, What's happening at the moment, Emily, and, you know, open this up to the whole table as mm. well, is what you're seeing is 
you know, large IT companies, corporations are sort of moving into this sort of ecosystem model of mm-hmm. working with startups where you don't necessarily have all the answers, you know, within your corporation, but out there in the ecosystem, there are all these different people working on innovative ideas and you can now add some real value to them and bring them into this ecosystem. It seems to be like the whole way of thinking about business is changing mm-hmm. and what you're doing at you know, Microsoft for startups seems to be at the sort of cutting edge of that. You mm-hmm. know, how do we make that happen? How do we build an ecosystem of partners? So what's the mindset change here for like traditional business and what you're doing in that sort of ecosystem play? How do you view people and how do you, you know, make that a success? Yeah, I think uh, I have a lot of our corporate partners that ask me how our how we do utilize other partners and and all of these things. I think that we do have an advantage in the market because we've always been partner-led as Microsoft. So that's something that's always been a really huge thing to us. So what we're doing is we're just applying that same mindset into startups like we've done with any of our other partners. So we already do have a structure in place. So we're very fortunate in that in that sense. So we're kind of a step ahead. Mm. Uh, there so that that's really useful i think we we utilize a lot of other partners in the ecosystem like we will utilize partners from the big four and you know everywhere pretty much that provide a whole bunch of different um different insights so we've got some of our startups using system integrators who come from our wider ecosystem network um that are developing things for them and all sorts of stuff. So I think this connectivity is, uh, it's a really big thing. Mm. And I think every, you know, every co-working space, every accelerator, every corporate innovation program, they're all kind of building that on partnerships as well, is Mm. what I'm seeing. So that model. Yeah. I'm curious about the challenges in that as well. Because I mean, um, speaking to for example like tony fernandez from AirAsia recently and their their model is that they're moving from an airline to being a digital travel company which may sell competitor tickets you know that sort of whole mindset set shift is not familiar to anybody that comes from the corporate world where you're all about protecting the core right how do you sort of prep people in the start in, in microsoft for startup and in your world for that is that you know would you consider at some point selling in solutions of competitors oh so good i think we we sell multiple solutions um for different i I think because we have so many different partners and we have so many different partner solutions we have partners that are competing with each other um so you can't just have one of something right especially in a company as big as ours and we have we do you know i would say that we do have some that would probably compete with some of our products yes. and that's okay i think and that's fine the whole point of it yeah. too is uh, microsoft as a company is founded upon empowering partners or empowering our customers so we're not going to become the next biggest retailer like some of our competitors are we're not we're not building banks um you know the strategy isn't to build a cloud based on advertising revenue you know it's 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 an it's about enabling all the partners to do so and so in that way we encourage partners to have competitive solutions mm. in which they can partner up and do you know our p2p offering with all you know there's one partner in australia that has formed an alliance around modern workplace and as a coalition they actually sell to the same customers together and where they normally might be considered as competitors they're actually using that to their advantage mm. and you know 
you know, we don't take equity. We don't actually mind if they go work for or go be a part of other accelerators. It's, it's not very exclusive in our program. It's do what makes you successful and we'll, we'll throw all the tools and resources to make that happen. Right. And you'll benefit from that long term. Of course, of course yeah. we will. We're building tomorrow's customers through our partners. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if they're successful, they'll become our, our customers. Yeah. Mm. What were some of the challenges in working with startups then? I mean, we've talked about startups working with corporates. And what about on the other side of looking at it is that startups, you know, these are often higher risk businesses, you know, from the investment perspective as well. Then you have this other aspect, which is, you know, a lot of investors, I mean, take somebody like Paul Graham, for example, from Y Combinator will say that most good ideas are disguised as bad ideas Mm -hmm. when, you know, the ones that are obvious have already been, you know, they're priced in, but it's the real big hits, the real interesting ones that people reject and say, no, no, get out of here. Nobody's going to do that. So how, how do you, you know, what are the challenges working with you know, all those kind of innovative, smaller companies that maybe don't play by all the kind of rules that you're used to? Mm. I think we we do a few things to. I mean, when we're working with partners, and I'll probably let I'll probably throw this to Emmy to answer around the what we do in terms of go to market and how we simplify that for startups. Because obviously, Microsoft is a really big beast. Startups are you know very agile. Where you know not quite as agile as they are, understandably, with the amount of you know, people in the organization, et cetera. But um, I think what we what we try and do is tr- we try and mitigate it. So we do certain different things that make it a little bit easier um, for us and for them so that we can work together in a in this environment. Do you want to? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so go-to-market is a big term, right? And we split yeah. that into marketing and sales benefits. And the interesting thing about our org is that we actually sit under engineering and we've got teams that actually work on our platforms that allow our partners to sell through, you know, kind of like your iTunes store equivalent or your app stores. Um, that team is responsible for regularly surveying what the companies that we look after want. You know, is it sitting with our sellers on webinars and educating more of the workforce as to what they do? Is it building marketing campaigns with materials and actually us as having the sunk cost of paying a provider to do that? you know, we'll constantly revise what that looks like. So a lot of what I do is actually sit down and look at this high-risk business that could be raising capital at this point in time and understand that that's their priority. And maybe what they need is very different to one that's in scale. They've got a 30-person sales team. They need to know how to do challenger sales methodology. How is it that they're actually talking to a CIO and talking about budgets and procurement and making sure that they're positioning themselves in the best way? So, you know, whilst the answer is we do everything in anything, it, it does become a very important part and process to be quite tailored mm. around, you know, what is it that you're trying to do? And, and we bring it down to six months. What's your industry that you're selling into? Who's your first customer going to be? Here's, here's our account list. We'll open it up mm. and show them quite actively and, and get them to choose and then start building strategy together. Mm. Okay. Well, are you organized like a startup yourself? I mean, how's the team? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you're running lean? <laughs> I mean, I'm running it, so. Uh, okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it pretty much runs like a startup. Yeah, for a That's good great. while, it was just Emily, team of one for three months. Yeah. <laughs> and now, is, is you two? It's five of us. We've five of five. us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just Emmy and I in Singapore. Um, and yeah, the other, the other guys are back right, in Australia. Okay. But um, yeah, we run lean. We 
uh, are very agile. We use a lot of different um, agile methodologies and things when we're planning. Um, so I would say that we're very much we're we're like the little startup within a corporate. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, 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 what do I need to sort of look like to sort of become part of the program? Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> Gosh. Um, so, there's a there's a few things. So, we one of the things to mention, which is a key thing, is that we uh, solely look after B two B companies. So, we uh, we know that that's what we're really good at. We're really good at assisting B two B companies, and so we want to use that. So we've we've said let's focus all that in interests into that so b2b uh the majority of the companies that we work with are less than five years old Mm -hmm. so they are quite young um they will have you know they're at that seed level stage of maturity so whether that's raise money bootstrap to get to that point you're in market you've got a few customers probably at that point and you have an innovative solution in the market so it looks like something that you've, you know, it looks like a real startup. You know, we're not looking for mum and pop's business or consulting services or it has to be repeatable IP. So yeah. it's it, that's where we um, we sort of say, all right, you could be a young services business, but it doesn't really fit because you're a consultant essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, that that rules out kind of that. So so we are getting the, the true startups in who are, you know, going for those big problems and are really doing something different. So that's what we're um that's what we're looking for. So industry agnostic? Industry agnostic. Yeah. Yep. And we don't have um a specific lens in terms of can we can we do something with within Microsoft for this? There's no lens for that so uh, we have uh, we have so many different um, industries that we support yeah. you know so it's completely agnostic mm. yeah are you thinking of applying <laughs> Is that what? no no it, it's obviously you know i think it's a great program and i just mm. think it's good for the folks to sort of hear um how they can relate to it yeah uh, i mean we, we've worked closely with microsoft uh, since we started here sort of 18 months ago uh, with them. And I just think it's a great combination because the, the, the tools that they can provide is exactly what, you know, so startups come here, they're doing certain things, we can introduce them to, to certain people. But ultimately, what do they need? They need sales and being able to sell through the Microsoft network and, the you know, the, the breadth of their partners is, is just fantastic to really see that acceleration uh, combined with, you know, the people that we also introduced to Unilever and there's just a whole bunch of different mm. levels and that's why it all comes together. And we all talk about ecosystems. Yeah. And we all have our definition of what that means. But it really yeah. is a lot of different things coming together and you just need all the piece parts. Yeah. yeah. We talk about it like that our startups need two things. It's scalable technology and it's customers. <laughs> like, mm. And so because we don't provide funding and we don't take equity, um, we're quite an easy partner to have as well in that sense where, um, you know, we want to look after your technical needs. We also want to – Try and get you some customers. Yeah, yeah. And do you do POCs with your startups, or is that how it works? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Emmy can talk to that. Yeah, yeah. we actually incentivize our sellers uh, with real cash bonuses to work with partners. Mm. So when a partner signs a deal in partnership with Microsoft, they'll get a kind of, or well, Microsoft will pay, you know, a revenue share, um, or not of the contract, but they'll give them money for for closing that deal. So that part's really exciting. Um, proof of concepts could be a concept that comes out of 
some of the engagements. And I guess another part of what we do differently to the rest of Microsoft as a company is run events that allow you to have customer access. Mm. So that looks like having the executive that you've been trying to sell to across the table and talk about your company in, in a way that's kind of a speed dating forum uh, and be able to walk out of there ideally with a proof of concept. And we've seen that work successfully in the UK and China with our peers already, you know, selling into uh, customers like Walmart. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the most interesting developments in the startup ecosystem at the moment that's emerged really in the last couple of years is this idea that as a startup, I can go to a corporate, a corporate partner, a much larger partner, and I can sign a POC. Mm. And that may be as good as going to an early stage VC who may fund me, let's say, ticket size 50,000, 100,000 at tops here in Singapore, right? Mm. You know, for an early stage VC. And then that value to my company is now an option that, you know, okay, there is that option I can go and do the POC and then go back to a later stage VC. But this is a realistic pathway now for growth for startups, which didn't really exist until this point because there wasn't enough onboarding. There weren't programs or places or these sort of bridges between these worlds, right? And all that sort of startup culture of like, you've got to start your business or you go to an accelerator and you, you know, you, your first point of success is you raise your first round of funds, right? Now we have an alternative option, which is that I'm a startup. Why don't I go to an, an internal incubator within a bank or within Microsoft? And this can be as good as me going another route and finding funding there. So I find this is a, a story which is increasingly being told, especially here in Singapore, that this is a real option for startups. I'm wondering what you think is that next chapter with this? Where does it go with all of this? Mm. Well, uh, where does it go? I, I think it, uh, it gets bigger and better that just more corporations are comfortable doing it. And so that there's uh, just more opportunities, more to choose from. Um, you know, to, to some extent that says, well, perhaps VCs aren't always going to be in the play because you can, uh, in a sense, a combination of bootstrap, then with your POC with the corporation, you start to get the sales, maybe you're getting some support from some of the other funding programs that you're not going direct to everything is pitching uh, to the VCs all the time. But that, of course, uh, you know, the VCs provides you with an enormous leverage as well and their networks. And so, you know, you have to make choices as always and, you know, looking at what's going to be the best for you mm. but I, I think certainly as you said this is um, evolution and as ecosystem goes and people become part of platforms and networks and serving and you know we're seeing things like with you know grab in the region here the enormous stuff that they're doing and the opportunities they're providing there's just new layers and, and new ways of thinking yeah. Uh, yeah i mean the future though what what does it look like if i'm i know this is the beginning i think it's the future of work and the future of the corporation that you are organizing yourself as an ecosystem, like a, a value partnership across many, many who companies in, in the past were in different sectors, not in each other's radars, potentially competitive and mm -hmm. so on. If this is successful across industries, this will become the model, right? And therefore it will grow because this is where innovation will come from. You know, innovation departments will evolve into what we're seeing here microsoft for startups right the innovation comes from the outside rather than you know the propeller heads in the the labs right mm -hmm. that's going to go away and it will come from the front line i just wonder what the future of that looks like for the corporation what is left of the corporation if everything is coming from the outside 
You know, what does it actually look like? What's its role here? I know it's a very big question mm. and I may have ambushed you, <laughs> but I'm fascinated by this conversation because, you know, let's think about what this becomes if it becomes really successful and then applied by banks, mm. airlines, insurance companies, where they're running these programs and all the innovations coming from outside and, you know, they're supporting these new product developments from mm. partner companies. It's a good point, right? Because you think about the role of the seller at that point. Do we need them moving forward? Um, you know, if our if our customers are looking to digital transformation and increasingly with SaaS models and on cloud, um, like let's not forget that there are lots of customers that aren't there yet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I lots of on prem. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of banking clients in my previous role, and they are so far from from getting with the program and moving on, which I know a lot of our startups know too, right? Yeah, and that's what they're aiming and, and trying to do. So. Midterm, we got a lot of work to do to get those customers up mm -hmm. thinking about cloud as an opportunity, you know, for the future and, and how that changes for consumers. Um, but on the other side, I guess the, the way that, that our, that our organization looks at it is digital streams of, of, um, engagement. So how do we get our partners to autonomously sell through marketplaces without the need of a seller? Yeah. You know, our programs are there to exist while they're important. And maybe we don't exist in the future. Mm. And that's okay. That's It's important to recognize. Yeah. And, you know, my role is to to exist and, and help them be successful to a point and then be completely irrelevant. I'm always doing that, you know, to the benefit of the startups. But that's that's wholly the the view that the leadership team has yeah. of mm -hmm. the partner model. That's that's where you become a platform. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. you say you, you don't exist, but you do. You're in the background yeah. facilitating every kind of like node of contact between yeah. You know the customer and the the startup. For that's example. it, and it's why the the Microsoft's product strategy spans over a bunch of different areas. We've got gaming, even if you see through Google, has become a huge opportunity. You know, streaming. We're seeing yeah. kids playing on Fortnite. That's massive from an advertising perspective as well. There's so many platforms that are opening up, and we're just powering that that energy. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. Mm. Well, I've had a really good conversation, and I think. Um, Hopefully, these were insights into Microsoft for Startups, Level 3, and also the future of the organization, what role you play. Um, yeah. I love the fact that you're running this like a startup. Yeah. <laughs> because the, any startup that sort of watches what you're doing, that's the first thing they're going to ask. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what is this really? You know, is it just a program to sell more stuff to us or are these guys actually living and breathing it? Yeah. And I get a sense just from this short sort of, a conversation that we had is that you are living and breathing it right and you get where the future goes as well and the value for startups and you felt their pain as well which oh, is great yeah. that's the starting point right um so thank you so much for your insights today Anytime. emily and emmy the yes. m&m show <laughs> and adam for making this possible here at level three and right. um yeah no these have been good conversations as well that we've had we've really sort of you know looked at the challenges facing corporates and startups and those sort of worlds coming together. Do you think we're going to have more of these conversations? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's a great format. It works really well. Um, all the people who have participated have enjoyed it. And I think, you know, th this is about the evolution of, you know, talking about and sharing. Uh, the, the sort of the podcast itself is a great way to go. But I, I definitely think as a platform, we're just seeing it. And we every time we're talking about the future of work, the evolution of platforms, how do we get together? How do people get comfortable about working together in, in these new ways? And that's what's going to speed things up. As people get used to it, it becomes the way of working. Things will move faster and then we'll do new and different things that we can't even imagine today. Love it.
we'll end on that. This is Graham <laughs> Brown signing out from Asia Tech Podcast at Level 3. Um, you can go and find out more about us at atp.show. <laughs>